This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media. The Share Your Hotness podcast is brought to you by Van Garrett Media. Hi, I'm Chris Van Garrett, founder and chief marketing officer of Van Garrett Media. If you're a business owner or a knowledge worker, you know that crafting your own voice and message around your brand is absolutely crucial to your success, especially in the COVID and post-COVID era. But how do you do all of that at the same time still work on your business instead of in it? Don't have a website? Is your logo one of those $50 specials from Fiverr? Was your tagline just stolen dialogue from a 90s sitcom? Hey, we've all been there. You had to start somewhere, am I right? This is where Van Garrett Media can help. We specialize in digital marketing and branding for small and medium-sized businesses. We get to know the root and soul of your business, finding out what makes you tick and why, and then we craft a message that'll make your target audience see you as the solution to their needs. We'll then bring them to you through targeted marketing efforts using everything from social media and SEO to email campaigns to old-fashioned television commercials, radio, and press releases. You can find us on Facebook. Just search out Van Garrett Media, two R's, two T's, or give us a call, 801-386-3896. That's 801-386-3896. 3896. Mention this ad and get a hundred bucks off your custom branding package. That's 801-386-3896 or check us out on Facebook, Van Garrett Media. Welcome to the Share Your Hotness Podcast. Share Your Hotness. Now, here's your host, Lita Green. Hello, welcome to Share Your Hot Hot <laughs> Hotness. Welcome to Share Your Hotness with my friend Emily Drew coming on today. And Emily and I, tell me if I'm wrong, we first met at a networking event, and this is how I remember it. Because I'm the loud person. <laughs> you're the loud person. And it was kind of like we were like, we saw each other from across it's- the room. It was, there was, it was just this draw right. yes. and we and ran know. towards each other and embraced this woman yeah right <laughs> that's exactly yeah exactly. yeah maybe the last part was a little bit of exaggeration the slow motion no yeah it was, it was but there was we music. were like these are my yeah. people <laughs> these are my people and um we um and we get we do hug outside of yeah. covid we haven't seen each other which is probably oh. good because we'd be like <laughs> you know yes um and no actually before that now i remember we met there and then i had this friend who was like you've got to come to this thing and she wanted me to deliver makeup and you and your (gasps) husband there you know we already knew each other okay okay we already met but that's where we like sat and bonded while everyone was watching a game and i think you like sports but i distracted you (laughs) well i you know i watched BYU. BYU with my husband. So okay, okay. I am. You're a better wife than I am. I sometimes sit by him while he watches sports and do other things. I love it. Um, and your husband is like this big, beefy, like probably played sports in college. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. He's training for the Olympics right now. So yeah, he's an Olympian. Yeah. We can just say that. And he looks like. I one. mean. seriously how cool is that we don't want to get sidetracked off into your husband but what's his sport big beefy cute guy what discus big beefy cute guy that's a category okay yeah Yeah, if you tell him that he'll be like that's awkward you know okay so your husband's literally olympian there you go training okay so here's an interesting thing i'm gonna i'm just gonna out you right now Uh uh-oh we've both had babies you and i (laughs) yes and we are both not olympians Right. Okay. 
I don't know if you get comments like I do about how in shape my husband is <laughs> and how voluptuous I am, but they don't use the word voluptuous. Like literally. Say, they don't say it to my face, luckily. Oh, they but. don't. Okay, maybe I just have the face that people will say all the things to me, but I have literally had an experience where this lady was like, my husband and I have really found that working out helps us stay closer in our marriage. <gasps> Are you kidding? And I was like, well, okay. So at the time I was in a will, well, no, I was, in, I had um, canes. I'm like, I had to sign them, right? I had canes. <laughs> and she's literally like, you know, all but calling me fat. And I was like, well, here's the thing. We made a deal. You know, we took the, and she's like, what? And I was like, we well, you know how people like us a lot. And she's like, yeah. And I said, that's because we, 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 you know, made a deal. And she's like, what? And I said, well, I decided that um, I would be kind of, you know, a little extra because if I'm really good looking and he's really good looking, it's really intimidating for people. So I decided to take a hit for the team for likability. <laughs> And, you know, so the whole story goes on where she's not sure what has happened, but does not know I'm joking with her. And it's just funny because she's so concerned that my husband's really in shape and I'm not, which segues into self-esteem, body image, which you and I both work in that arena. I, as a speaker and an author, you as a photographer, Yes. Right. Which, you know, not just like, Hey, I'm going to snap your picture. Like for the YouTube yeah. people, you can put up a picture right now of your kid, like show oh, them that yeah. picture of your daughter behind Emily. There's all these like, you know, L magazine, but clothes on pictures. <laughs> that is her daughter, Beautiful. which is like this, in this pink chiffon and fur hat with curls <laughs> coming out the side. I mean, freaking amazing. And I, I love this conversation about body image because you are a radiant woman. I am a radiant woman. That's why we saw each other and we were like, because yeah. we were not, we're not the people that you look at us and you go, yeah, of course. Now, Emily has been a prior model. I have not. So, and you could model now. You're just not a size two or whatever you were when no. you were modeling. Were you, were you ever that sized? Does this no. mean I hope I'm no. not mean. No, okay. Well, I was a six. So like, Oh, a six. Oh, Oh, I, you know, I know. But like, not, you know, mm -hmm. I was normal. Right. And, and I'm five, you six, and I so are both got a little extra yeah. fluff, but we are yeah. gorgeous and yeah. we know how to dress our body. Yes, exactly. But you do not have to be perfect to show up as a radiant no. goddess of hotness. Exactly. And here's the thing. It does not matter. You look at the like, celebrities they are just regular people like us and I'm constantly blown away by the people I photograph once they realize and remember how amazing they are and they start to get that little bit of confidence yep, they yep. stand differently and how they move and pose like all of a sudden they're radiant goddesses too when they didn't remember that or realize that before like it's all and it doesn't just the way you walk, just the way you hold yourself is what is attractive. It's not right. your fingers. It's not your body type. It's not any of those Absolutely. things. Now what go into posing a little bit, because I know from my experience with <laughs> a photographer like you and with you also photographed my son <laughs> who does some modeling. Um, there is so much, especially with women's bodies of how the angles go into that. Oh, so much. Well, pictures are a little bit different, you know, like standing, 
you'd want to like pretend there's a string through the top of your spine and that lifts everything up opens up your chest you know all of that pictures this is good because we live in such a social media world like you know this is <laughs> here let's do that together we're both doing the extra chin so cute Mine's bigger. or like you know if you come in this angle for for your pictures right. so having the camera down below you instead of up high yeah that's why yeah. everyone does selfies up high but the other the biggest and i just like to say watch the cleavage unless that's the statement you want to make when you oh. have the camera up high yeah, yeah. you know oh, thank you. yeah well but look my chin just looks like a chin i've got a little extra weight like it's a chin but you have three babies and tilt it down three babies uh -huh. all with what three years of each other really yeah so you push your chin out like a turtle. Uh-huh. Like a turtle. Down. I love that. Great definition. You can see it from the side. But look yeah. at like the definition. And you can do this just when you're having an everyday conversation with someone. You're sitting there at lunch, you know, and you're like, oh. And all of a sudden you've got beautiful. And see, what I do is I always do this open-mouthed happy face <laughs> that always shows off my chin. <laughs> and then when people meet me in person, they're like, you're actually better looking in person. And I'm like, you're welcome. Yeah. No, I've only had that like twice. <laughs> another thing, if you're a little bit curvy, you want to drop your shoulder towards the camera mm -hmm. and makes you look thinner as well. I mean, like, look at the difference. Right. Right. And so it's you got to, you got to watch like this on YouTube because she's showing yeah. you how to do it. One thing <laughs> I do is I always put my arms around people, lean forward, uh -huh. like the turtle, kind of put my hips back and yeah. I always look then even if I'm standing next to a side yeah. stick <laughs> yes exactly well and whatever is closer to the camera is going to look bigger right so that to your advantage so like if you have got a tiny chin you want to bring it towards the camera if you've got a big chin you want to bring it away from the camera and you can use that with hips chest whatever you know right. but yeah for sure um oh the other big one is your arms if they're, I don't know if you can see, if they're squished against your body, they're going to look gigantic. Yeah. They've got a little gap all of a sudden. Yep. They look fantastic. Absolutely. <laughs> and I also know that after my high photo, high fashion photo shoot, that because of all of this posing, my back hurt. Oh yeah. I tell people, like, you probably want to book a massage for tomorrow because you're <laughs> going to be moving in ways you don't normally know. Especially yeah boudoir is something that is not normal positions <laughs> <laughs> not normal positions okay let's keep this b-rated boudoir is in, in your bedroom thing. and that's all we shall say <laughs> well, emily's work is fantastic it's absolutely amazing uh follow her on instagram and uh facebook and stuff you're you're like more on instagram aren't you yeah I uh, recently I contacted her because she's doing this campaign for 40 women over 40. And I was, and they were like all these beautiful women and she's sharing their story. And I was like, yeah, I want to be one of your women. Uh, and she yes. was like, absolutely. Yes. So we still need to oh, schedule that. Next week, huh? I think so. I think we've got okay. it set up. Yeah. So I'm like, have we scheduled it? I don't know, but you know, I'm kind of sassy. Right. And I'm like, you're showcasing beautiful women. Clearly you need me in there as a beautiful woman yes. over 40. But I'm just going to guess, I don't know, you probably have maybe discovered your inner hotness sooner than I did. What was that like for you kind of going from, I mean, we, we all are just us. Yeah. We all are just, we, we see what we're not because of media images and all that kind of stuff. And we compare ourselves at our worst to the best. So what was that like for you, that process of becoming this radiant woman who loves yourself when you're a model and loves yourself when you're in the baby years? 
<laughs> um, it was definitely a little bit of a journey because I'll be honest at years of, um, we didn't have our first baby for seven years, which I know we were young, but we had miscarriages for infertility, like all sorts of things, which was really hard on me. Infertility. Mentally. Well, mentally, yeah. yes, I had the miscarriages, but infertility also, yeah. um, if I understand correctly, everyone I know who's been on that talks about the physical hit that you oh, yeah. get with the hormones they put you on and yeah, you know. exactly. Exactly. Yep. It was crazy. And it makes you be crazy. Like, yeah, it wasn't a fun journey. It was really difficult for me. And, you know, when we got pregnant with Liam, it was kind of a surprise because I was almost done even trying. I didn't realize how far into postpartum depression I was until my Wait, second. And let's you had this after miscarriage postpartum. Well, I for sure had after miscarriages, but I had no idea that it was a thing. And I just want to hit that because a lot of times people say you yeah. can't have it. Oh, if you don't you have don't. a baby. And I'm like, what? The hormones. Yeah. 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 And I didn't know, you know, I would bury my feelings and cope in unhealthy ways because I didn't know what else to do. I didn't understand that feeling your feelings is the healthiest thing you can do. And do you mind if I pick a little bit and say unhealthy ways? Like, like I'm thinking chocolate or. Yep. Yep. Lots of chocolate. Lots um, of our, what our third miscarriage was right around Valentine's day. Mm -hmm. And there was clearance chocolate and we bought like, I don't know, probably 10 packs of dove chocolates and ate them all within a few days. <laughs> wow. You and your addictions, Emily, <laughs> same addiction as mine, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like food, just avoiding, avoiding feeling in whatever way possible. Right. Action, right. just even overworking TV, like whatever I could use to distract myself is what I did for right. years, right. you right. know? Right. And then I had a baby and I hadn't healed any of that. Kicked into postpartum. It wasn't so bad with my first because I wasn't working. So I could just nap all day when he was napping like it was, but then I was pregnant at nine months and then it got difficult. <laughs> now so, with, with yeah. the help of fertility or on your own? On our own. Even wow. Was, so you never got a child from the infertility treatment, right? No. Wow. Not so you're like, well, that was money. No, just, it, yeah. it probably jump started. Who knows? Exactly. Uteruses um, are weird. You know, people, we would go about a year and a half without getting pregnant and then we'd get pregnant to lose the baby at 12 weeks. And that cycle happened over and over again. So then I finally went in for fertility testing, nothing. We just still weren't getting pregnant. So we took a break and that's when Liam happened. So yeah. <laughs> well, obviously we, you didn't take a break, break, break. What? Yeah. Obviously you didn't take a break, break. <laughs> <laughs> from the fertility drug. Yeah. From the fertility. Yeah. 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 And um, I just assumed knowing you that your, um, your unhealthy habits were, you know, not getting enough sleep and not eating correctly. Cause I think we skim yeah. over those things because people yeah. talk about, you know, alcohol and drugs and yes, those are unhealthy. You know, sometimes we're just using something else as our drug. Exactly. Like anything can be unhealthy. It doesn't right. matter. Anything in excess anything or that, in deprivation. Yeah. Doesn't um, matter what I heard a quote from um, I can't remember the, who he is, but the guy who plays, uh, you know, the funny characters and Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey. Uh, um, anyway, he said, if you're not getting enough sleep and you're not eating right and you're not exercising, you're not even giving your mental health a chance. And I'm paraphrasing it. Ooh, but I really liked that because he's kind of been open about some mental health challenges that he's had. And I think being a celebrity would definitely up your, you know, be really hard. 
you know, not having yeah. any privacy and everything, you know, sleep and America glamorizes not getting enough sleep. And I just went through treatment about getting sleep you know, because I have a sleep debt, whatever. And the doctor's like, you have to sleep this many hours a day. And I'm like, I don't want to. And he's like, too bad. And I'm like, well, great bedside manner, you know? <laughs> um, and then, you know, eating right, like how such a big difference that food, my relationship with food too, has been a huge struggle yeah. and, you know, sugar, chocolate, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. So these, these are things, you know, drinking water, getting exercise, all these things really do play into it. And we've got to get our bodies a chance. Yes, exactly. Because how you feel is what's going to be the result. I do need to throw something else in there Please. that is always being productive. So I've only recently learned- And as an addiction, yes. you're talking about as an yes. addiction. And I'm like, so, yes, but I just wanted I to make sure our audience uh, I finally figured out I have ADD. And one of the problems of the cycles that you get into is that to make up for not being like a, a neurotypical person, yeah. you overwork to catch up. Yeah. I right? don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. it's so it's so well, clear, right? People who yeah. know neurotypical <laughs> listening to this podcast will be like, wow, that lady has a lot of ADD. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I found doing like craft projects, which cracks me up because once I realized I'm like, Oh, duh, that's been like my whole life. Like, how did I not know it is? <laughs> okay. So, so some of the ADD releasing activities, cause I do have a hard time just sitting and not doing a couple things at once, Yeah, yeah. Um, which is we get rewarded in life for that. But I found like craft projects to yeah, be yeah. a, is that what have, what have been some of your releases? Reading. I love to read. Excellent. But actually sit and watch a movie without doing anything else. I think my family would enjoy that. I edit while I'm watching my shows. Like, you know, I'm always doing something and something else like to feel productive, right? Like I never just am being present and enjoying the moment. And I think like, you don't have to have ADD. I think okay. I feel like you have to be productive for some odd reason and don't actually ever give themselves a break. Right, Take right. I, I have, I have to shift the gears because I do have that fidgetiness. Um, I call it eyeball time, <laughs> making sure I give my people eyeball time. Oh, Which, I love you know, watching a movie together can lead up to some good conversations and eyeball time, but it's not eyeball. Time. Right. No. And so I, I have to click the list in my mind that I did the eyeball time and your kids are at the age where they are like right there in your face. Do you mind <laughs> me asking how old they are? Yeah. Uh, they're eight, six, and four. Well, actually yeah. my son's birthday is tomorrow. So they'll be eight, seven, four. <laughs> oh, so big. Yes. <laughs> Okay. So you have these, you're, you're in your story before I got all excited about the ADD, you have now had, you got pregnant at nine months. So now you have two kids yep. in so diapers I, under two. I was dying. Like I didn't understand. So really bad postpartum, not yeah. really had it like extreme rage, even at my little 18 month old, just crazy. Not myself. Thank you for your vulnerability and sharing that Emily. Cause that's going to help people. Yeah. People need to need to know what the signs are. And that was honestly like the hardest time in my life is having those little babies and just feeling alone and like feeling like- And little babies what's that wrong? you yearned for. Yeah. And that yeah. makes you be like, what's wrong with me? I wanted this and now- The guilt was worse that I was guilt. struggling so hard with being a new mom, not understanding that this postpartum was so like this huge- cloud over me, you know, and motivating so many of the things that I was doing because I wasn't taking care of myself because my life was all about them because I tried so hard to get them here. So um, recognizing that, you know, I was able to get some community resources that helped me a recognize and get some what it was and get some support. And so then, you know, it was a lot better after that, you know, and then Genevieve came pretty quick after that. <laughs> I 
I decided to go back to school. And this is uh -huh. like my journey. This is all related. This is my journey to rediscovering myself, which is at right. the core of your inner heart. The Share Your Hotness podcast is brought to you by Van Garrett Media. Hi, I'm Chris Van Garrett, founder and chief marketing officer of Van Garrett Media. If you're a business owner or a knowledge worker, you know that crafting your own voice and message around your brand is absolutely crucial to your success, especially in the COVID and post-COVID era. But how do you do all of that at the same time still work on your business instead of in it? Don't have a website? Is your logo one of those $50 specials from Fiverr? Was your tagline just stolen dialogue from a 90s sitcom? Hey, we've all been there. You had to start somewhere, am I right? This is where Van Garrett Media can help. We specialize in digital marketing and branding for small and medium-sized businesses. We get to know the root and soul of your business, finding out what makes you tick and why, and then we craft a message that'll make your target audience see you as the solution to their needs. We'll then bring them to you through targeted marketing efforts using everything from social media and SEO to email campaigns to old-fashioned television commercials, radio, and press releases. You can find us on Facebook. Just search out Van Garrett Media, two R's, two T's, or give us a call, 801-386-3896. That's 801-386-3896. 3896. Mention this ad and get a hundred bucks off your custom branding package. That's 801-386-3896 or check us out on Facebook, Van Garrett Media. Well, and I also love <laughs> that yourself. you have these little kids and yet you did that thing for yourself to go to school. And I think there's some people who might be like, well, that's selfish. You should just find joy in motherhood, which I am one of those that did find completeness in motherhood. Mm -hmm. And I always hated because I have so many friends like you that, yeah, they love being a mom, but they oh, yeah. still needed more. And that's okay. Cause I had my business. Uh -huh. so I always had the, and yeah, you know, so what'd and you go to school for? Well, and it took me a minute to realize that I needed to have pieces of me there to be able to be a good mother, mm -hmm. you know, invest in myself. And I'm uh, sure you were a better mother than you thought. It's just to grow and enhance. Yeah. I, it's not either or. Yeah. You know, we're not a great mom or we're not. Yeah. It's right. Right. Exactly. You know? Like I definitely love my babies, even through all of the chaos of not understanding. Yeah. I went to school for photography. So I awesome. went to that, That's great. Cause I was like, if you said history, yeah. I'd be like, well, <laughs> no, sorry. So I wanted, I wanted to learn studio lighting and I'm a very competitive person. School is a really good motivator for me. Cause I could compete and learn from others in an yeah. in-person setting and it was you know and it's an advanced photoshop business like I just felt like I needed to go back it was a fantastic decision for me because it led me to where I am now which is so fulfilling so so I mean, and I'm gonna brag on you you're kind of like the it girl for high fashion photography in this area aren't you <laughs> yeah <just> gonna, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't help it. I'm awesome. I just, yeah. I love it. I've always wanted to be a portrait photographer, like since early high school. Like Annie really? Leibovitz, I don't know if you've seen her stuff, but she did like this Alice in Wonderland series that I saw in high school, and I was just like, I want to create stuff like that. And then, have you seen those like Disney posters, like real life Disney uh, scenes she does of like the know, real who, who's she stuff. again? Annie Leibovitz. Annie Leibovitz. Okay, I don't. I'm She's not that cool. I don't, I, I don't, I know. don't know her, but I'll have so to go look her up. Journey of like being able to create work that I wanted to create that was in my head was a long journey of like lots of knowledge and building. Yeah. And now yeah. I feel like I have all the tools to be able to create anything I want, which is kind of fun. Anyway, that was a side track. So going back to school helped me remember who I was 
and start loving myself more. And even through that journey, like it still was like, okay, I've had three babies. My body's not the same. I want to start being able to be in front of people. And now as, as a prior model Mm -hmm. who knew how to move, because I mean, I think people discount (laughs) that, you know, models are not brainless beauties. There's there's actual work behind this. There's a lot of knowledge and confidence or ego on one side or the other. Ego is the one that compares confidence to the one that is. So how did you go from, okay, here is what I was in front of the camera. Because I think a lot of women, we do that comparing thing. So I would love for you to share your wisdom on how you went from this is the body that was recognized as beautiful and worthy of the modeling work to this body is also worthy. And it's, it's an inner thing. It was realizing I am worthy. Doesn't matter what size I am. Sing it, sister. Yeah. Maybe even more so now that I've had babies. Mm-hmm. Because there's something more to me and what I have to offer. And that's not necessarily outside beauty. Inner beauty, yeah. inner hotness yes. radiates out. And it's funny huh. because, you know, I'm, um, I've been losing weight during the pandemic, you know, because uh-huh. I'm able to do the things that I committed to myself. <laughs> without being on a plane to distract me from them. Right. And it's like, you know, if I'm, I've always liked me, you know, I've gone through a lot of different um, sizes and I've always been comfortable with hotness, but if you talk to the young girl, no way. Yeah. And so the process of becoming more confident, I mean, obviously I wrote a book about this and you and you could write the book too. You know, it's how we talk to ourselves, isn't it? Oh, 100%. So do you have a moment where you went or was it just something that was intuitive to you because of your experience being in this world of talking to your clients and helping them? It came more from starting to work with people more because one of my gifts is that I can really see you. Like I can really see people and their full potential on their beauty. That's one of the reasons I fell into what I'm doing now. Well, was led into what I'm doing now. Led meaning like God led you kind of thing? Oh, or just... 100%. Yeah. Okay. Because I'll, I just I'll don't mind giving story. him credit. I'm okay with so some I was, talk. I was talking to my brother-in-law. We were in a public place and he looks around and he's like, oh, everybody is so ugly. And I was just like, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> like, I've never, like, I've always thought everyone is so beautiful. Thank and you. like, yes, you can see everyone is of just ex- such extreme, like not just worth, but they have so many gifts and things to give to the world. And it kills me when people don't recognize that in themselves. So it's, yeah. that's why I do what I do. It's not about a picture. It's about re- helping you remember who you really are. Yeah. And I'm able to capture that, to show it back to you so that you can remember like, oh yeah, I'm kind mm-hmm. of amazing. I have a lot to give to the world. I need to go share my life, step up my life, go give it to other people because they need it. They're looking right. for me and it just keeps growing and it just, it blows me away. But so for myself, like in that process of recognizing it in other people allowed me to look at myself and recognize in myself, I have the same thing and I need to step it up and go share my light with the world and like not let how I feel or look about myself, hold me back. Right. Right. Start seeing myself from a divine viewpoint of I am perfect. Exactly. As I am loved exactly as I am right now. So excellent. I love it. My mind was, you know, I didn't have all my teeth. I had scars, you know, this kind of thing. And everyone always told me in my family culture, you know, that I was just kind of unfortunate looking. And my mother who I look just, my grandmother told me that and it's fine. Um, And my mother who looks just like me, would be like, it's okay. I've had a good life. You know, we're not that good looking, but I've had a good life. 
And one day, but she would, you know, she, my mother thought I was pretty, you know? And then she would say to me, I said, mom, you can't rip on your looks and simultaneously compliment mine and kind of, you know, shoot from median road. It's interesting how, you know, once I learned how to kind of put my hair together and, you know, put a little makeup on and dress my body did give people, people started validating me. But the funny thing is by then I'd already decided I was beautiful. And so it was kind of almost a joke. And I, and the, the photography, what you're doing, where you can show that image, but that process of, you know, that transition, it doesn't last unless we repeat those words, does it? Unless we, exactly. unless we connect with it and your work is reinforcing, but there's, you know, just having an image or just having people compliment you is not enough. Not enough. To, no. You know, yeah. motivation, we have to, you have to believe it. You and, have to like internalize it. Yourself. Right. Because I've worked with a lot of models, you know, in my work as a makeup artist, and they don't think they're beautiful. And I'm like, you're getting paid for your looks. Like, <laughs> what hope do the rest of us have, you know? <laughs> and um, again, it's not the outside validation. You know, you have that really peaceful presence about you. And you can't fake that. And just like, you know, you and I going into a networking room and how we are forces Mm -hmm. that draw people to us, you can't fake that either. It has to really be something you've repeatedly put into yourself. So you started your photography business. You still have little itty bitty kids. And when I met you, what, two, 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 three years ago? I think just two years ago. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. 2020 was five years. Um, So six years. No, okay. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Two years ago, how new was your business at that point? It was new, new, new. Okay, because you had the SAS, and that's kind of oh, what I was hoping you. is, you know, you give me that the age of your kids. <laughs> so you know a phrase that people often say is "fake it till you make it." Now I have my own opinion about this. Not to put you on the spot, I'm putting you on the spot. What do you think about "fake it till you make it"? I think that has the wrong vibration to it. I think the idea of do things that scare you and you're going to figure it out. That's the wrong vibration. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's okay to not know exactly what you're doing. No, it's okay to be a little to afraid. Have that yeah. in your brain because you can, if you're open to it, you'll get the inspiration. You'll know how to do it and it will work out, but right. you have to brave. You have to take courage to take those first yes. steps. Yeah. Cause and me starting this business was the scariest thing I've ever done. And I mean, and you're having these images <laughs> that, I mean, sometimes I've had in my business card that has one of these high fashion images on it and people are like, that's you. And I'm like, yes, that's me. Just had better hair that day. <laughs> you know, um, those are not faking images no. because that is that person when they took that picture with the hair and makeup, which you know, I, I've reached a point where I, you know, I look better with makeup, but my husband still loves me without, and that's okay. I don't have to pl- plaster it on, but you know, it enhances, brings attention where I want it. And it's not faking. It's just right. an enhancement. Yeah, exactly. You know, helping direct the viewer where to look. And so these images, you know, I, I, you know, I've seen people be like, well, they're not real, you know, supermodels, you know, that it's not real. And I'm like, well, their branding of their perfect life may not be real because no one has a perfect life. Everybody has struggles. But I think so often if we are pushing ourselves to beyond our comfort zone and we woke up that morning not feeling like that, that we think we're faking. Where really any new skill, we have to employ it. Yes, exactly. Right? So a confidence skill, just like you had to practice your photography and you had to practice overcoming severe postpartum. What are some other actions you took? You also talk, you referenced prayer. So if I can. 
oh yeah reference the divine that kind of thing what are some other things meditation 100 percent. even one minute a day give yourself permission one minute yeah don't worry don't worry about doing an hour one minute (laughs) yeah because when you have little kids an hour is unrealistic (laughs) yeah yeah having even thought that tiny amount of time to like sit and quiet your mind and reconnect with the divine golden like amazing um I started taking care of myself more I I got into running so I set some goals to run some 5ks and half marathons and a triathlon I walk Uh, I walk that's fantastic (laughs) easier to connect with nature and Mm -hmm. Especially with the brain yeah, to get us away from the devices and all of that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, and right now it's just walks for me. (laughs) I'm so busy. I'm not running right now. (laughs) That's for sure. Um, What else did I do? Oh, just personal development. Audible is my favorite thing in the world. Like I started so you're like pursuing great content, what? making sure you're pursuing ed- great content, things that are inspirational, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Things that will help me learn or grow or inspire me, like great music, start singing in your kitchen again. Like I stopped singing for years, you know, like there's just little things like that will just help shift, shift yeah. you, you know, and I did. Now, and I also found like getting dressed you know, yes. when I was coming from being in a wheelchair and every little action was very hard and I boiled it down, getting dressed mm-hmm. and it didn't have to mean putting my makeup on, but putting clothes on that I felt lovely in, Yeah. Um, you know, making dinner, those sometimes would be the only to-do lists on my day, depending on my physical capacity yeah. when I was in a wheelchair. Um, what are some of those things for you? Like, oh yeah, 100% getting dressed, makeup yeah. if I getting oh hair was a big thing for me actually yeah because you do have fabulous hair well I chopped it and I started doing crazy things I was purple a couple years ago Uh I'd never been anything besides red I do different shades of red but yeah she's got a lovely auburn hair for those listening (laughs) there's that quote when a woman changes her hair she changes her changes her life but it's true like it gives Uh, you to like you are becoming someone new and it's okay to change the value of what you are no one can take it away. Exactly. You can forget it, but no one yeah. can take that away. So oh. changing what you appear to be is yeah. a fun way to kind of play with almost people's perceptions of who you are. Exactly. And you know, because we make judgments, yeah. right? Exactly. And when you it's walk by the mirror and you're now. like, I love this blouse. Yeah, exactly. These are fun earrings. Um, it's not, you know, I mean, I think we, the media, the beauty world has taken, you know, clothes and makeup and jewelry so far that we feel like we're putting on a mask. But if you're putting no. them on with the right yeah. attitude, uh, exactly. this is my, not just, um, I don't want to boil it down to self-care because I feel like self-care is what you think about, not your bubble baths. But <laughs> if you're if you're putting on these, um, these implements and saying, look how lovely I am, look how good I am. Yeah. I call this exercise, you know, vanity prayers, but that's what you're talking about. It's just like having fun with what your image is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's creating okay. new space for yourself. Which I, I love the flowy bangs. I, I do have to say, I recently decided to let my gray grow actually in 2019. So pre when it was cool uh-huh. and people were like, Lita, it makes you look older. And I was like, well, how old do you think I am? And they're like 32, 35. And I'm like, I'm 47. <laughs> I am older and I, that's okay. I mean, do you ever have to like work with people like, no, you can't wear that color or do you just photo print? <laughs> that too much 
you know, there's once in a while a shirt or two I'll, I'll not shoot. And kind of part of it too, is if they feel good in it, it'll come across, but right. I the color thing too much. Luckily, at least I haven't yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I come up across that a lot, you know, people wanting a certain lip color that I'm like, no, no, that's not, no, you can't, you can't wear that. Yeah. I've got a makeup artist that she's pretty good at steering people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's part of, I just, I, I love it that she steers and I just tell people, no, no, you can't wear that. I love it. <laughs> so good work with her, you know, build, build them up. <laughs> um, okay. So kind of, kind of in closing, cause I know you and I could just keep talking and this is such a fascinating thing. I love how all the things on your list and thank you, Emily, were things that it doesn't take money to do. No meditation, positive thinking, um, you know, okay. Audible might be a little bit a year, yeah, right. But there's tons of free content, like Hmm, this podcast, right? Tons of free content oh, yeah. out there that's uplifting and good. Exercise. Um, I'm going to assume because you're, how your marriage with your husband, there was a lot of communication with your husband as well. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and being honest about where we've been, doesn't that give us the freedom to go where we're going? Yes. I am a firm believer that our experiences, part of the reason we have them is so that we can help other people who are currently going through them. That's why I'm doing the 40 over 40 project. Yeah. Because I want women to share their stories so that other women that aren't 40 yet can learn from their experiences. Emily, you are radiant. You know that I love you. You're like, you're like my sister from another mother, you know, <laughs> because we're, we're both in the artsy fartsy world and building up women. And I love that you're doing it from a place of not being, I mean, not that women with perfect bodies can't do the work we're doing. It just speaks a different message and it says mm-hmm. it without having to say it, you know? Right. And I think sometimes when we've had to struggle for something a little bit, we, we can, uh, we can teach it in a different way. Exactly. So, yeah. um, I'd love to have you on again and we can talk more about, cause I, I would love to talk about and, you know, working with kids and their confidence, but oh, in yeah. short, it comes from how we talk around them. <laughs> Amen. (laughs) We are worthy, right? So you're amazing, my friend. And thank you for listening to Share Your Hotness podcast with my friend, Emily Drew. Thanks so much, Lita. The Share Your Hotness podcast is produced by Van Garrett Media. Lita Green is the host and creator of the podcast. Chris Van Garrett is the editor, producer, and music director. Shayla Dawn is our research coordinator. Join us next week for another episode of the Share Your Hotness podcast. Thanks for listening. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media. The Share Your Hotness podcast is brought to you by Van Garrett Media. Hi, I'm Chris Van Garrett, founder and chief marketing officer of Van Garrett Media. If you're a business owner or a knowledge worker, you know that crafting your own voice and message around your brand is absolutely crucial to your success, especially in the COVID and post-COVID era. But... How do you do all of that at the same time still work on your business instead of in it? Don't have a website? Is your logo one of those $50 specials from Fiverr? Was your tagline just stolen dialogue from a 90s sitcom? Hey, we've all been there. You had to start somewhere, am I right? This is where Van Garrett Media can help. 
We specialize in digital marketing and branding for small and medium-sized businesses. We get to know the root and soul of your business, finding out what makes you tick and why, and then we craft a message that'll make your target audience see you as the solution to their needs. We'll then bring them to you through targeted marketing efforts using everything from social media and SEO to email campaigns to old-fashioned television commercials, radio, and press releases. You can find us on Facebook. Just search out Van Garrett Media, two R's, two T's, or give us a call, 801-386-3896. That's 801-386-3896. Mention this ad and get 100 bucks off your custom branding package. That's 801-386-3896, or check us out on Facebook, Van Garrett Media. 